listening to The Knicks Recap, your source for all New York Knicks-related content. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Knicks Recap, your source for all New York Knicks-related content. I'm your host, Troy, and don't forget to hit that notification bell so you stay updated with all of our latest episodes we are back back on youtube we recorded an episode last week with brett hanfling from fireside nicks unfortunately the video for that file got corrupted so we weren't able to publish the video aspect of it but we got the audio aspect and i did go ahead and publish that for you guys if you haven't taken a listen to it go ahead and jump into the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure to listen to that episode, because we had a couple of key gems in that episode, including the addition of the guy behind me. Josh fucking Hart. We're going to get into Josh Hart a little bit. I want to speak a little bit about him after I've seen him play a few games for the Knicks, because I have a lot to say. But um, I'm very, 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 very happy to be a New York Knicks fan today. And it's very simple why. The Knicks are six games, six games over 500, 33 and 27. They have not looked better in the last five or six games that I can remember for the whole season. Things are coming together. Chemistry is being built. Trust is being built. And after all that happens, the team looks more cohesive. The team looks better. And I can say that with confidence right now, that this Knicks team looks way better now than they did a few months ago. And that's saying a lot, actually, if you think about how much this team was struggling um, in certain key aspects of the game, especially with our bench being as weak as it was. Um, that was a major concern for us. That's why everybody who would listen would say the same thing if you were a Knicks fan. Oh, we need talent. We need talent. We need to add some talent. And we did add some talent. And we're going to get into uh, Josh Hart and what he means to this Knicks team moving forward. But before we do that, before we do that, y'all see this hat over here? This hat right here says All-Star. Now, we're going to get into the all-star that we have because I think it would be remiss if we didn't. But uh, we got to talk about Jalen Brunson's all-star snub tour that's happening right now. I don't know if anybody's told you. Maybe you're not sure. Jalen Brunson has been balling the fuck out. Balling the fuck out. Doing things that nobody expected. I said, and you can go back and look at it, y'all are shitting on Jalen Brunson because y'all saying he's overpaid, making too much, and I guarantee he's going to ball out for New York. I said that. Exactly. I didn't ever expect him to be doing this. He has a stat for you. You want to know what Jalen Brunson is averaging over his last 20 games of this season? 29.6 points. 5.6 assists. And 4.2 rebounds. That's a fucking all-star. Those are all-star numbers. 
He is leading this Knicks team to winning. His impact on winning has been extraordinary. The fact that this man has not been snubbed once, but snubbed twice from these all-star games for other people is ridiculous, especially when two of the players that were selected as reserves is DeMar DeRozan and Pascal Siakam, guys who are on teams that are not winning in terms of winning records, and they are, in terms of where they are, they're playing teams. The Knicks are a playoff team. We sit at sixth in the Eastern Conference right now. If the season ended today, we'd be a playoff team. And Jalen Brunson still can't get the nod? Are you out of your freaking mind? Are you, are you out of your mind? This is going to go down as one of the biggest all-star snubs probably in the last five to six years. There's been a couple, a lot of disastrous people who should have been all-stars that weren't. And the unfortunate part is I believe Jalen Brunson's going to continue to be on that list. But you know what? It's okay. I'm okay with that. Want to know why? Because this man has been on an all-star snub tour. Stomping on all of your favorite players, all of your favorite teams, all the teams you thought we weren't going to beat, the Sixers, the Nets. We beat them. And we didn't beat them, you know, by luck. We beat them because we played proper team basketball during those games. We just stomped. Go get your Tims stomped all over these Hawks. Blew them the fuck out. Jalen Brunson was dancing. Deontay who? Deontay what? Oh, Deontay Murray. The mean, the guy who went like this to the Knicks, right? Because we too small. Where was you at, bro? Because if I'm watching the Atlanta game, my man Jalen Brunson made you look like a fool all night. And not only that, but you got a well-deserved ah, elbow to the face by my man Jericho Sims. So I am extremely, extremely happy that we stomped on those Hawks. Because y'all Hawk fans were talking a lot of shit. Y'all Hawk fans were talking so much garbage to us Nick fans. Telling us that... Oh, we we don't got it. Deontay Murray owns us. He going to steal the life out of us. I heard some crazy things on my timeline. I seen you. You think I didn't see it? You think I didn't see it? I saw it. I'm watching, bro. I'm always watching. But you know what? I didn't see anything recently about, about the Hawks and the Hawk fans. What, what, what happened? What 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 happened? What happened, bro? Oh, gotcha. You don't want to talk about it. It's cool. I'm just going to let my man Jalen Brunson dance on all these teams for the rest of the goddamn season. Put some respect on my man's name. Jalen fucking Brunson is him. Our point guard. He chose the Knicks. And I am so damn grateful and happy that he made that decision. Because we going to see this man ball out for New York for years to come. Oof. And that makes me so 
goddamn happy and proud to be a Knicks fan. Orange and blue all fucking day. Let's go on to Julius Randle really quick because he is an all-star. He made the all-star team. And even though Jalen Brunson was snubbed, I am still very happy that we have some Knicks representation in the all-star game. Shout out to Julius Randle, who absolutely deserved the nod for all-star this year. He's been playing possessed. Demon-like out there. Double-doubles out there. 30 points if you need them. Passing the ball. Squaring up for the basket. Stepping in the threes. He's playing at an efficient high level. This is the best Randall we've ever seen in his entire career. He is playing the best basketball of his entire career right now. Does he deserve to be an all-star? Does he deserve to be an all-star? Absolutely, he deserves to be an all-star. 100% he deserves to be an all-star. And I'm very happy he got the all-star nod. But here's a couple of things that some people are not thinking about. Because they bring it back to Jalen Brunson. And they're like, well, Julius Randle's putting up really great numbers. And the Knicks aren't going to get two. So you have to go with Randle. Pause that for a second. All right? So my whole thing about this is Julius Randle has been Julius Randle for the last three years. Now, his rebounding... And his defense are 100% better this season than they were last season. I'll give you that, 100%. Better than the COVID year. I'll give you that, 100%. But listen to the numbers, right? So Randall, when we weren't winning last year, 2021-2022, was averaging 20 points, 9.9 rebounds, and 5.1 assists. For the season, that was what he was averaging. Fast forward to this year, playing with Jalen Brunson. Randall's averaging 24.8 points, 10.8 rebounds, and 4.1 assists. Now, the points obviously are a a little bit higher, 20 to 24. Rebounds are a little bit better, 9.9 to 10.8. Assists are lower at 4.1, where he was at 5.1 last year. So, you know... Overall, though, the numbers are similar. So why weren't we winning last year? Why wasn't Randall an all-star last year? Because it didn't impact winning. This year, similar stats are impacting winning. That's why he got the nod. One of the major factors for that, Jalen Brunson. No matter what you want to say to me, no matter what you got to say to me, 75%, if not more, of the reason why this Knicks team is so successful right now, so impactful, a playoff team, got to look at that 6-1 guard you got. Got to look at the all-star snub. You got to look at Jalen Brunson. That's the reason. You can't argue those facts or those stats with me. Jalen Brunson is him. Put some respect on my man's name. Stop disrespecting him on the timeline. Stop telling me he doesn't pass. My man Jalen Brunson passes, but he fucking scores. All right? And if he passes and you miss the shot, does he get the assist? 
Now I have to look up potential stats uh, in terms of potential assists and if that's a real thing, because one of my followers on Twitter uh, told me it might be a thing, but I haven't gotten enough research into it to verify that. But I guarantee in terms of potential assist or attempted assist, I would think Jalen Brunson is extremely high in that regard because he passes to Quentin Grimes, to RJ Barrett, and they miss. If they hit it, he'd get the assist. I don't know what you guys want him to do with that. He's averaging a career best in assists right now at six point something, 6.6, 6.7, something like that. Again, that's a career best he's averaging. First year running point for a team, his own squad. I don't know what you guys want from Jalen Brunson, because for me, he's not only done everything I wanted him to do. He's exceeded my expectations. Jalen Brunson is phenomenal, man. Don't get it twisted. Um, Brunson, again, landed in ATL, said, you know what? I got a, I got a tour I got to get to. Stomped out Atlanta, like legitimately stomped them out and became your favorite player's favorite player. That's Jalen Brunson. Talk about that. Talk about that. Let's go to my man behind me. Josh Hart. It's funny, right? All we needed was just a little bit of heart to change the direction. And I know it's early, so I'm not going to jump into these crazy rants. But what I will say is Josh Hart gives you every ounce he has every single night, and he can do whatever you want him to do. Need him to play, make, and pass? He can do that. Need him to score? He can do that. Need him to rebound? He can do that. Whatever you need him to do, he's going to do. Constant motion. Always cutting. High IQ. Look at the Atlanta game. Had an open three, but didn't feel comfortable with it. So what did he do? He drove it. He drove it to the basket to make it easier because he's a high IQ player. He's a Nova boy. You know how those Nova boys get, man? He has been sensational for what we needed him to be. He is a stabilizer on this bench. What I mean by that is, at this point in time, before we had Hart, we had a question mark on the bench. With Hart, we don't have that question mark anymore because you know what he's going to bring you night in and night out. But what I didn't expect is for the rest of the bench to match this man's energy. Go look at the second quarter against Atlanta. Maybe the first, I don't know, four minutes of that quarter. The Knicks were playing some of the best defense that I've seen from the bench. Probably all season. It was some of the best defensive sequences that I've seen all season. Block, block again, drive the ball up, lay up. Josh Hart got one of those blocks. Isaiah Hartenstein got one of those blocks. Hart Foundation. Hart Foundation in the house. Two blocks. Drive it up. Lay up. That's good basketball. How could you do that? Because everybody on the bench is matching my guy Josh Hart's energy. His passion. His thrill for the game. He's impacting the team. 
in so many different ways, but that unity and cohesiveness, he is being able to lead off the bench is some next level shit. Especially to do it this early on in his Knicks career is pretty phenomenal. All the hearts, all the flowers, no pun intended, go to Josh Hart. Because this man has come in and has already made a significant impact. And you're only going to see that impact grow as the Knicks continue to play this season out. I don't know how, at this point, you could be mad at the Josh Hart signing, the Josh Hart trade. For me, I was upset about the first round pick. But when I thought about it, I thought to myself, the Knicks have the Dallas pick that will convey. We're going to get their pick because they're going to be a playoff team with Kyrie and Luka. Don't get that twisted. So we traded our pick for this year. Obviously lottery protected to save us in case something bad happens. So it's likely that the Blazers are going to get that pick because we're likely going to make the playoffs. People are telling me that's bad. We don't know what that pick is. It's unknown value. You're saying that maybe we could trade that pick. What if I told you they drafted that player and sit him on the bench for three years, diminishing his value, and then traded him? Would you still want to keep the pick? Now, I'm making a hypothetical assessment on that. I don't know. But neither do you. Neither do you. I know for a fact the Knicks were not going to draft two players in the 2023 draft and play them both. I know what you're talking about in terms of a pick being a sweetener. Guess what? When you make a significant trade for a star, they don't want those sweetener picks. Not only them. They may want some of them, but they want significant picks. Know what that means? They want your unprotected picks. Because there is nothing more valuable in this league today than New York Knicks draft picks. Do not get that twisted. This does not hurt us in terms of adding a player in the offseason as well, too. Josh Hart will resign. It's crazy to think that he won't. Um, he's already said how much he loves this city. He's already showing out for this city. The city has embraced him. You think this man doesn't want to play in the Mecca for his career right now, where he is? Got it twisted, man. He is a Tom Thibodeau guy. Swiss Army Knife will give you every single thing you need whenever you need it. He was legitimately the perfect fit for this Knicks team. It was a great ad, a great trade. I'm very happy about it, and I'm very happy with Josh Hart. He's going to do good things for this Knicks team. If you don't believe it, watch and see. Y'all going to make me get a little angry today. I don't want to talk about it. I have to talk about it because I got to be objective. But I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to end on a negative note. But I'd be crazy if I didn't mention this. R.J. Barrett. Now listen. I'm not going to go into the stats. I could. I'm not going to go into the film. I could. I'm not going to go into the stat-by-stat -stat breakdown of last year, this year, the year before, yada, yada. I could. But I'm not going to. Here's why. It doesn't amount to really anything different. It doesn't change what I'm about to say. R.J. Barrett has looked like trash for most of this season. Trash. You could make the argument that he hasn't looked this bad since his rookie year. That's a fact. He's missing wide open threes. That's a fact. He falls in love with the three so much that he keeps shooting them, think he's going to make it, 
and kills his not only his confidence, but kills his efficiency as well, too. Terrible. So again, I ask you, please enlighten me. Tell me, what has RJ Barrett done consistently well this season? Yeah, it's very, very hard to say anything. Because in my opinion, he's grown into a bad habit of letting, letting his offense dictate his defense. Meaning that if his offense is not on, his defense is going to be lackluster. He has turned up his defense recently, even though he's had some offensive struggles. Recently, he's turned up his defense. But that does not give him a pass for how atrocious he's been playing. R.J. Barrett has really two core strengths, right? He needs the ball in his hands to be effective. And he is extremely strong for his size. And he doesn't utilize his size. Not enough. R.J. Barrett should not be shooting threes to start off his game. It gives a player confidence when you drive in and see the ball go in the basket. What I advise RJ to do is attack, attack, attack. Keep attacking the rim because you're strong. And even if you don't get the bucket, you'll get an and one to make a shot or make free throws. Stop with these fucking threes. You're not even hitting iron on some of them. And they're open. RJ. Listen, I don't want to trade young dude. Don't get it twisted. I don't want to trade him. And I love RJ Barrett. But call it like you see it. Spade to spade. This man's playing like trash. And he needs to step up and do better. It's not right. You can't get at Nick fans who are mad at him. He can be 22 years old. He's still not playing up to par. We expected so much out of RJ this year, and he's not even giving us any of it. All y'all talking about moving him for a superstar. Who the fuck is going to take RJ Barrett for a superstar now? Not only because he's getting paid with a $100 million contract, but he's not playing into that contract. Nobody's going to trade you an Ingram or a, or a superstar for RJ right now. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have to still tack on additional significant draft asset to even do that. And then if you do that, is it worth it? RJ Barrett absolutely needs a change. He needs a change in terms of how he approaches the game. He needs to think with his head and use his IQ to make the right decision when he has the ball in his hands. Step it up, RJ. I need it. Not done with this yet. Obi Toppin, another one. I Listen, he's getting less minutes. I don't like that. Should the coach do more for him, play him more, and run some more plays for him? Absolutely. I think you can, you know, add some of Obi Toppin's struggle to, you know, the coaching staff just because I feel like they have to put the player in a position to succeed. But it's also on Obi. At the end of the day, Obi Toppin doesn't have a post game, can't rebound a lot, plays okay defense sometimes, not all the time. He's always eking out looking for a dunk or to get set for a three. Not his game. In Dayton, he did whatever he wanted. He ran, he cut, constant motion. And when he dunked, he dunked on people. 
He took contact and did that because his strength at the college level was good. His strength at the NBA level is questionable. His body doesn't even look at it like it's changed. He has a college body still. He doesn't have an NBA body. He can't bang with these NBA bigs. And he doesn't shoot the three at a consistent clip enough to move down a small forward. So stop telling me that you want Obi to play small forward. He can't make a three consistently and you want him to play small forward? Get out of here with that. I love Obi Toppin. I think there's more to his game. And I think in the right system, you'll see the Obi Toppin that we all hope to see. That's not the Tom Thibodeau system. He will never be the player any of us expect him to be under Tom Thibodeau. Not only that, but his game is tailored for banging, running, cutting, and being able to take contact. And he's not physically strong enough to do that either. Blame it on the coaching. Sure, you can do that. But you got to blame it on Toppin too. He needs to put on more muscle. He needs to get stronger. For God's sake, he's playing with Julius Randle, one of the most freak athletic athletes that we have right now. He should be able to get some tips off of Randle in terms of how to train and how to prepare your body because Randle is a big, strong dude. You're not pushing Randle around. He's pushing other people around. You see what he did to John Collins? John Collins couldn't even hold him. Couldn't even bang with him during the Atlanta game. He hit him. He pushed him once with his shoulder. Freaking John Collins went all the way back to the basket. He had an easy bucket. Julius is strong. If Obi Toppin gets as strong, his game will likely see a turn for the better. That's just my two cents on it. I'm not trying to end the show with negativity or hate, but a lot of people have been saying that I may be a little too positive and I may not look at everything. No, it's not about that. I look at everything, but I don't speak on something after a game or two. I need a consistent series of games for me to make a point on a player. I've seen enough of Obi and of RJ and of Jalen and of Julius to say the things I've said already. Do I want to say them? No. I wish I could have praise for Obi and RJ. I don't. Not much. And that's because they haven't given me much to praise about. That's not being a hater. That's not being twisted. That's calling it like you see it. And there is nothing wrong with that. But to close out the show and to be a little bit happier here, the Knicks are being represented in All-Star Weekend by three of our New York Knicks. And I can't remember the last time that's even happened. And I am so goddamn happy that we have representation in the All-Star Game, the Dunk Contest, and the Rising Stars Challenge. Quentin Grimes, congrats, my man. Rising Star. And he is a rising star. I know he's been struggling with shooting that three. God damn, has he been struggling shooting that damn three. I mean, he's been open and can't hit a damn three. And his defense, I mean, it's good. But when he defends six, seven type of guys, they're going to shoot over him. He's going to have a problem. And you've been seeing that. People have been destroying him on defense. To, a, to an extent, it's not all his fault. But absolutely, man, he needs to work on his defense and he absolutely needs to be working on that, that shot, especially when open. There is no reason why Kutton Grimes should miss three open three-point sh shots when he has nobody around him. Got to do better than that. But I'm very happy that this man made the Rising Stars uh, challenge. I think he is going to be an amazing addition 
to the team that's going to be out there. And I think it shows that the Knicks weren't completely wrong in terms of Grimes. I mean, don't think that this is a small accolade that doesn't mean anything. Not everybody gets chosen to be in this contest. Not everybody gets chosen to play in this game. And he was chosen. He was selected because of his potential and play. And I have to agree. I'm very happy to see it. Shout out to Quentin Grimes who's doing his thing. Shout out to my other guy in the dunk contest, Jericho Sims. Him and McClung are going to go off during this dunk contest. Those guys have vertical leaps that are insane, nuts. I don't even know how you describe Jericho Sims and what he does in terms of his jumping and leaping ability. He jumps you out of the gym every single time. His head it goes beyond the basket. I'm I'm afraid for this man. His head might come down and hit the rim. Like, I'm afraid for him. He got to be careful. I can't have my young boy going down. But I am going with Jericho Sims as the winner of the dunk contest. Book it. Bet on that. And finally, Julius Randle. Not only an all-star reserve, not only will represent the Knicks in the all-star game on Sunday coming up, but will be in the three-point contest on Saturday. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. And I can't wait for that. Another New York Nick representing us in another contest. I'll take it every single day. And you know what? I hope Julius Randle wins. But I, but I think if Julius Randle wins, he, when the season starts again, he might start pulling off from half court like he's Steph Curry. So, so maybe, maybe we got to talk to him about that. But listen, man. Julius Randle has played phenomenal. He deserves this. I'm very, very, very happy for Julius. Shout out to you, Randle, man. Great, great work this season. You are an all-star. You deserve that. You're in the three-point uh, contest. You deserve that. You deserve to be featured a lot in these all-star games because of your play. You're playing at an MVP level, and you need to know that and hear that. And I just want to say from all Nick fans, bravo to you, man. This revenge tour, this comeback tour that you've had, from last year to this year, is second to none. I can't think of a player that's done this like this before. Phenomenal work, Julius. Phenomenal. I am absolutely rolling and rocking with you, my man. Congrats. But that's going to do it for us here today. I appreciate each and every one of you guys rocking with me today. Don't forget, every single Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., we will be on Twitter Spaces, where you'll be able to join me and my co-host, Champ Jones, to discuss and talk about the Knicks. Give your takes and talk basketball. We do this every week. Just hop into uh, the Twitter spaces. If you're not following me, make sure you follow at the Knicks recap on Twitter, Instagram, and, and Facebook. And I, as soon as my space is on, when you see it, you'll see it right at the top of Twitter saying, the Knicks recap is hosting the space. Join the conversation. And you should join and give your take because I want to hear it and I want to talk to you about it. And maybe some things I'm saying right now you don't like, you don't agree with. Call me out on it and let's discuss it. Because besides anything else, I'm a perspective builder. I love my own perspective. I think I'm right. But I love hearing everybody else's perspective. Because it helps me understand the game a little differently than I didn't know it before. And I appreciate that. But until next time, Nick fans, don't forget to like, subscribe, 
and follow us. Take care. Be safe. New York, stand up. Let's go. Listen to new episodes of The Knicks Recap, streaming every Friday.